Hi, and welcome to another Faith Activators podcast. We're so glad you can join us today. I am so excited to be here with my good friend, Steve Hawthorne. Hi, Steve. Hey, hi. Uh, Steve is a longtime friend, and I am privileged to count him in my life as a mentor. And I've known him for uh, over 22 years. I remember that because that's my anniversary, and one of my first jobs out of college was working for you, Steve. Yeah, that was a long time yeah. ago. Okay, yeah, it was. And I uh, really, over the years, you know, I've really been impacted by you and your theology. Uh, and just to give a quick little bio, Steve is a, the director of a ministry called Waymakers, which is a, uh, a ministry that mobilizes prayer and people uh, for missions. Uh, maybe, Steve, just give us a quick little sentence or two about Waymakers, that kind of what that is. Well, uh, what we do with uh, Waymakers is we help people pray um, better, clearer, stronger um, with the publications that we do to really pray to, according to God's purpose. Um, but the larger thing we're really after is to help people live uh, toward and with God's purpose. So um, it's all about, a, it's really a, a God's purpose kind of um, work that I do. And Waymakers is one dimension of what we, what we do. And I'm so excited to be a part of it. So we're here at the world headquarters of Waymakers. Yeah, it's really awesome. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, I am uh, Steve. Right now is working on a book called "The Story of His Glory." And if you've ever taken the Perspectives course, uh, Steve was one of the co-editors of that, and he wrote an article in there, which I think is my favorite article, called "The Story of His Glory." And so he's writing a book right now. Uh, turning that article into a full-fledged book, and I'm really just can't wait to read it. Mm -hmm. I'm, I think I'm going to be the first one to read it as yeah. I'm helping you edit it. Yeah, yeah, you will, you will, you will have read it several times before it comes so, out. So, in in as we've uh, gone into this material and reading you through your dissertation and your articles, you know, I, I just feel my heart, Steve, uh, just lit on fire with some of these concepts that you've talked about. And what I want to do uh, and written about, and what I want to do today is really unpack what does it mean, what does glory mean, mm -hmm. and what does it mean to glorify something? Because I think uh, I've heard you you use this phrase as like these these stained glass window words. So you have glory, and we kind of think we know what that is, uh, and we're sort of know, and we just kind of gloss past it. So what I want to do today, Steve, is you. I'm going to interview you, and you just help us understand that concept of glory. So first of all, I'm throwing the Rorschach test here. I'm throwing the word glory at you. Oh, glory? <laughs> yeah, well, what comes to mind? Well, let me tell you what I think comes to most people's mind. Okay. Nothing. Um, except <laughs> it's kind of a religious thing. Right. It's a word that you would use in church. And so church people are quite used to it, and it's a blur, it's a blanket, and it's, it's a word that rhymes with words like story. It shows up in hymns. It shows up in church talk. It shows up in in uh, prayer, kind of uh, you know prose, but it's not really uh, something. But people don't use uh, the word at work or at school. You know, I doubt anybody today uh, said uh, "glory be" at work or something like that. That's not it. Um, <laughs> right. And you 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 don't at most people's uh, job you don't talk about glorifying something. And so it's 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 in disuse. And so that's why people are kind of blank about it, but we know it's a religious word, and it's something positive. You're supposed to be for it. 
Okay. And uh, but it doesn't mean it, it doesn't register something huge. Now, why would anybody keep listening to this conversation? By the way, you know, it's because you know, the most significant and the most joyous thing to be living for what what makes life throb with with the with the the joy, the scintillating beauty and marvel and 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 the exclamatory beauty of what life is all about is this matter of glory so whether whether you use that word glory correctly or whether you ignore it it doesn't matter it's like that the substance of what glory is all about is what uh what we're really yearning for our hearts are shaped for some sort of marvelous experience and thrill uh, a, a, a jubilation that has everything to do with what glory really is. So it's. I'm glad you're asking that question. Well, good. Um, and I'm, uh, you know, as I read your stuff, uh, there, there's something of glory. I, I think that the average believer, including me, is just missing. Yeah. So and, and so, like, what when a when a Hebrew person, you know, stumbled on that word, oh, what what yeah. what comes to their mind? Yeah. So the the word glory, um, it, as we're reading it in our Bibles, is a translation of uh, either the Hebrew word or word group kavod, uh, or the Greek word doxa. So we get doxology. That would be the Greek New Testament kind of concept. But either New Testament or Old Testament, same Hebraic idea, uh, the, the Jewish kind of experience way back in centuries ago would define the, the, the basic definition of the word and what, what what this word glory has is is kind of two meanings two two meanings that, like in a Webster's dictionary is meaning a meaning B mm-hmm. and one meaning a would be um, um, weight or substance or something with a lot of mass to it a heftiness okay and so something a solid has has glory to it which um, is is one dimension the second meaning has to do with with uh, beauty or light or or marvelous uh, splendor is really what 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 is going on. So something has glory if there's sub- something of substance and beauty to it, and of worth and of value. And so when you talk about uh, created things, um, Paul in First Corinthians 15 is going to say, "There's a glory of this created body. There's a glory of that." Uh, planetary body in the sky and uh, he's basically saying there's different kinds of glories but the created order has glory in it that's uh, that that's why the psalmist could say you know the, the, you know the, that the heavens are shouting and declaring the glory of God there's something beautiful about what's what's in creation and, uh, and something of worth and a substance so what so what what when when God creates anything he forms it there's always a little bit of something that is worthy and, and beautiful to it. Um, and so that worth, that beauty, that, that, uh, that unique uh, value or feature of it, uh, whenever we note that, we're, we're making a note and we're noticing something we could call glory. And when, you know, the, so, so that's what kind of glory is. And when referred to people, uh, there's some people that have a lot of clout, let's say, you know, and you've you, you've known it when there's certain people enter the room, 
You know, everybody kind of knows. Right. You know, we're where they're swinging, we're swaying, kind of. So there's there's clout, there's there there's a, a heftiness to who they are, and um, the in Hebrew notion that that person has glory that they have because they 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 have a, a real substance to it, and um, so whenever we uh, actually notice that beauty, that feature of of um, of worth or value, um, we actually glorify it. That's what glorify means: is to actually note the glory and bring it to someone else's attention. I love that. So glory is something that takes our breath away, and then in the next breath, we want to tell someone else about it. We want to that'd glorify. Be a, it. That'd be a good way to say it, you know. I, I, uh, but 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 it's also glory is, is something is just interesting, you know. So it's it's a lightweight piece of glory, but there's still there's there's different glories. Glory isn't just a superlative, uh, utmost category of like the thing that just staggers you because it's so splendid. You know, any kind of beauty, any kind of beauty is glory. Now, shouldn't make a, a distinction here. Okay, is that there's there's all kinds of beauties that are get ignored. Who's who ignores them? Uh, you know, it, it's really interesting to note that animals never perceive glory, you know, and uh, so um, uh, men and women uh, and children, we notice things like a beautiful sunset and we just like astounded by that sunset. Look, turn around. It's all 360. Whoa. You know, it's like, can you get a picture of that? I'd have to do a panorama here. So we try to take a picture of it. Why do we want to take a picture? Because we want to show somebody later and tell them about it. So, uh, and so w- when we do that, we're glorifying it. So, and so uh, that, that, that's what it means to be uh, glorifying when we perceive that beauty. As you're talking, Steve, I remember a story, um, for my own life, I was in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia, with my uh, kids, and we were excited. Uh, you know, we lived in Southeast Asia, and we go through KL, big city, and they have this Patronus Towers in the middle. You've probably seen those yeah. two lighted towers. And at that time, it was one of the tallest towers in the world. I think it's like 1,500, square, uh, 1500 feet high or something. And so, uh, you know, we saw it. We were heading for Chili's with, with my family because there's a... There's not uh, yeah, there's chilies there at the basement of the mall that's at, at Petronas Towers, and so as we're driving the taxi, I'd never seen it before, and we get closer and closer, and it's all lit up, and as we get closer, you just can't believe how tall those things are. They're just so impossibly tall. So we got there with my kids, and I said, "Hey guys, let's just." There's a little plaza in front. I said, "Let's just lay down and look at these towers." So we laid on our backs. My kids were young enough to not be thoroughly embarrassed by this. And then I looked up at these impossibly tall towers of light and wanting my kids to understand this concept. And I said, I glorify you, Patronus Towers. I glorify you. And my kids said, Dad, you can't say that. Well, let me get <laughs> well, into that later. <laughs> um, but be- my point is it's, it's, it's the glory uh, of, of something created beautiful that just pull something out. Well, of yeah. You. So, it, so it, what, what your kids had had noted? They were well trained in Christian tradition that uh, the only person to, that should ever be glorified would be God. Right. And so there's a category there. But uh, um, I'm I'm kind of keep with the term to really understand what's going on. Go for it. See if if you just keep 
if you stick with that, we can only glorify God, then you're then you keep glory in a church religious setting. Right. Behind the stained only, glass in the stained glass window. Yeah. Inside the church we say we glorify you, God, and and actually we're saying it's meaningless then. So um so so but 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 whenever whenever we know something of the worth and beauty that is that is worth admiring, was worth extolling, was worth telling somebody about worth applauding you know that then then there's the joy and the satisfaction of giving praise to it and so anybody listening you have have you we've all experienced being on our feet applauding at the end of a musical something because because the virtuosity Mm -hmm. of this of this guitarist or whoever it was 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 out of of range you know the you were hearing impossible things but it was gorgeous and there's this there's this spontaneous eruption of applause because it was truly great and we're glorifying this kind but it's right praise and um perhaps you've also seen tv studios uh, where there's an audience that comes in and tours and all that kind of stuff and there's an applause light that goes on mm-hmm. And uh, and you're supposed to clap, you know. And we've all been around, you know, political speeches, where the guy makes a flourishing comment, and he pauses. And pause, pause for a text uh, tone there. Sorry about that. Keep going. And he's supposed to. Uh, uh, you're supposed to applaud when uh, when there's that kind of a, a pause and. The guy is is really full of himself, and you don't feel like applauding, but you have to. Right, perfunctory, lame kind of thing, and that's it. Almost makes you angry because you know you, you don't want to give it up for some guy that's just you know blowhard or whatever. And so that 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 feeling that of like I don't want to give this guy praise, and compare that to the. The, the spontaneous, yeah, when you just give it up for someone excellent, you know. And the, 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 right there, we've all experienced what glory is. And mm. so, um, you know, when, when you say you've seen a rainbow, you know, and it's amazing, and they kind of go fast, so you want to draw, draw attention to it. Hey, come out, come, come out, look this way. Come out of the house, look, look, look. You know, see the little corner there, mm. you know. And uh, we've all had someone ask us to turn around and see this rainbow you know and if it's a double one wow you know then uh, that, 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 that's awesome and so it, it's not just a cultural thing you know that you could point if you're out of the out at the uh, some tourist place or something a lot of tourists man there's a rainbow behind you you could point at it and tourists from China or Japan, uh, you could point at them and they wouldn't think you're being a criminal or cre- creepy or whatever they would they would see the rainbow and go, mm-hmm. oh, you know, sign language. And that's probably the best moment of our day, those right. kind of moments. Right. And, and so it's not a cultural thing. Okay. That, the, the, you know, some beauties are culturally, uh, you, you gotta, it's an acquired taste, you know. But, but, but some of the beauties are just universal human. You just got to give it up for it. And, uh, and, and, you know, you could stop traffic and say for a double rainbow, in, in LA, you know, but it better be good. <laughs> but you could, and people would know. They might be in a hurry, but they would still say, "Oh, yeah, double rainbow." That's kind of on. So something weighty, something beautiful. So how does this, how does this affect our understanding of God and well, our experience of Christianity? Well, um, what what uh, 
whenever we see something beautiful, we want to, we want, there's this inherent sense that we should tell somebody else about it. So we take a picture of it or we, and we describe it, you know, in some kind of way. And what we're doing when we do that is actually what's the essence of what art is all about. You know, so say, well, what's that a picture of? What's well, a picture of the sky? You know, it's like, well, you know, a, a guy, why did a guy paint this picture of a sky when he could have taken a picture of it? Why is he even taking a picture of it? It's because we want to represent somehow mm -hmm. and some, somehow restate or call other people to see things in the way that we're seeing. And there's something worthy and wondrous that we want to, to point out. And so, uh, whenever we do that, that's to glorify something. And so, when uh, when, when the Bible talks about uh, glorifying God, what it's what it's basically saying is that is that we we are to see and perceive and to grasp some of the beauties and the excellencies, the marvels, the loveliness, the worthiness of who God is, and speak openly about it uh, to other people. And when we do that together. We we can be admiring or extolling the beauties and the worth worth the worths of God, and when we do that, we're glorifying God. Now, what's what's even better is that God is a sentient being; He can actually listen to us uh, talk about pra praisingly to each other about Him. But we can actually tell Him directly <laughs> and say, "You are awesome." And when we do that, we're actually just—we're not just giving God honor. That's another way of saying glorify, is to give honor. We're not just honoring God to each other. We're actually honoring God face to face. We're saying, God, you are so astounding in the way you forgive. We're just pondering how you know, the beauty of your forgiveness, how full extent, extensive it is, what drastic expense you've gone. You know, we're we're just blown away afresh by that, and we we got to give it up. You're amazing the way you forgive. You know, just if that was the only good thing you ever did, that that would be awesome itself. But it's amazing the forgiveness of God. You could just camp on that, and you and you could dwell on it all day. You'll never run out. Um, and uh, but 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 there's a there's a way in which you relationally. You can speak directly to God about, I love the way you forgive. And it starts being a heart and soul of what relationship with a, such, a, such a marvelous being is so fun and, and joyous, is that you can speak praisingly to God and He's worthy of it. We have a hard time doing that sometimes with each other because we're all complicated and they all got good features and we can speak admiringly, accurately, about each other to some extent, but there's always something broken and messed up about each other. But you can always just go for broke with God. You've never overpraised Him. You've never overthanked God. So it's really fun just to talk to Him directly and tell Him how excellent He is. And there's something satisfying about that. And so that, that to, we can say, I glorify you. And uh, there, there's a relational connection there that is uh, is is what... It's incredibly satisfying, and anybody that is keeping themselves distant from God, and uh, and and doesn't want to, you know, overstate their love for Him or how how cool He is or how great He is or how good He is, you know, you're you're just short shrifting your own relationship with God because there's it's just boundless possibilities 
to love him. Just like I said about the forgiveness, just 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 to praise God for how He forgives, how much He forgives. You know, Jesus didn't Jesus say once that somebody is a who who's been forgiven much loves much, and so you know just to ponder that you said loving God for the beauties He's got, and uh, and 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 to love uh, Him is to. Uh, is to somehow praise him and to be every bit you uh, understand of who God is. It's only that he's revealed himself. We don't ever surprise God or figure him out. Um, we only know him because he's disclosed himself to us, which is that is amazing. But but every little bit that we perceive by his goodness to show himself to us, that that, that throws us open to want to know even more. I love that, Steve. And as you're talking, I, I'm just thinking of like these two categories of kind of the um, perfunctory applause and what people think religion requires and and that, that something bland versus this p- picture you're painting of God's glory and the, his beauty and his splendor and something that we were like wired for. Yeah. Something yeah. that at the deepest core of our being, we yeah. were wired for this. Yeah, so that's me, me. Is that second category is so much well, more exciting. Let me go back to the animal thing. So, okay. so we we see the sunset. We take a picture of it. We make up a little poem about it. It, it was like the sky was on fire. Mm-hmm. What, what what is that? That's that's you being a poet trying to make up a, a to tell somebody about it. We're extolling. We're we're glorifying it. You know, but the horse and the cow in the pasture, they missed the sunset. It just got dark. Mm-hmm. And they ate the flower that we were admiring before. They 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 <laughs> they, they, they don't get that the, the this little white flower with brown speckles is so incredible and only blooms for a day you know, or something like that. And that's the kind of stuff we say about it. What are we doing? That that's how God has made humanity uniquely amongst all the uh, the, the the animals of creation, all the living entities. Uh, that, that we uh, see on a daily basis on the planet here, you know, only humans uh, have this this ability to perceive glory and to give glory uh, itself. You, you never see uh, cats sneak into a museum to uh, admire the paintings at night. You know, they they just don't notice mm-hmm. them. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Your dog may have noticed something on television, but he was not admiring art. Uh, animals don't no, don't weep. Animals don't laugh. You know, there's something about humanity. Now, now some people probably listen to this and say, ah, ah, got a category here. You said all the created beings. You know, because we know that angels are also created entities. I, we just don't see them on a daily basis. You know, and they're not categorized as animals, but angels do see and recognize glory. They are all. They know glory. The, what's it say in this uh, first Peter I think it says uh, um, that the, the angels long to see the, 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 the sufferings of Christ but they see the glories to follow and they're curious about that and they mm. perceive glory certainly and uh, they know what shame is they know what honor they know glory and so uh, angels are angel you know, they, they, they perceive and get the whole thing of glory and, but animals don't. So that's something to, that, that helps me kind of recognize that, there, that this matter of beauty is, is immense. 
and uh, the, the the whole secularistic kind of, of framework of reference, the whole philosophical milieu uh, that that Western people particularly find ourselves stuck in, um, is determined to say there really is no beauty. We can explain everything as uh, as as a rush of uh, atoms and chemistry going on and the little per, little bubble of beauty in our brain that's just a fabrication uh, to that is designed to keep us somehow surviving as the fittest and, and so we, the, this this completely uh the, 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 this worldview would try to persuade men and women that there's nothing of substance and beauty it's that that's all just mirage and so some of us have bought into that and so there's a there's a dulcetory dull plodding and and uh kind of a weird thing there which you know that we make up our own meaning and so make up whatever you want but no the truth is is so substantial that there really is created and 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 it, it, it infused beauty and all that god does he's made with worth and value and he's made us to perceive it and there is true beauty there is glory it's really there you're not making it up and all those other exclamation explanations are so uns- unsatisfying and so steve why don't we why don't we wrap it up here and could i ask uh you to turn this into a prayer and i have an idea for a follow-up podcast but just you know you're saying that <clears throat> glory is something uh uh, this yearning for glory God put in us, and and we're not going to be satisfied until we we pursue something glorious. Well, yeah, and the other thing is the the, the thing that's really amazing about in this, in this is that not only do we take joy in giving glory, God has made us to be the kind of entities that should carry a certain kind of glory ourselves. There should be something splendid and beautiful and worthy about each one of us and we know that and so when that's broken and messed up it's disconcerting and there's jealousies emerge of every sort which is just weird conflicted desires for for glory and honor so we are all every one of us knows that we that we yearn for honor we got it we got to get some attention we have to be recognized we want people to know our name we got to have a place we want somebody to like me you know it's like god has made you that way there's it's not something that is perverse or wrong or crooked about you no god has made you to be a glorifiable entity and the beauty of the gospel is that is that is that if somehow joined with Christ, we become worthy of incredible honor and glory is restored. And so that what the gospel is, is a gospel of the glory of Christ. And it is the, uh, the, the glory that Christ is and what he grants to us is actually the, 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 the beauty and marvel of the gospel. And, the, the, and so it's really worthwhile to get really good at uh, recognizing the beauty and the glory of God and glorifying Him. And you start getting good at honoring other people. And you start getting used to the, to the, to the worthiness of Christ. And you get hungry for, uh, the, like, like the angels are curious about, the glories mm-hmm. that follow. 
there's glories to come. That's why Paul can talk about the hope of glory. And uh, there's, there's glory yet coming that outshines everything. And, and we can see by the glimmer that's left and the little bit of the glory of, of what's been restored that the glory that shall come is not worthy to be compared to the suffering we now see. And so you really want to know this matter of glory because otherwise you're just going to suffer and just deal with dull things and there's no point to it. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to I want to unpack that some more in a subsequent podcast, Steve, but let's put a bow on this and could you turn that into a prayer for our listeners? God, you are a God of great glory and we have seen you dimly but only as you have revealed yourself. And so we're we uh we we find it an honor to us that you would uh, want somehow to, for us to know you as you really are. You've revered yourself fully in Jesus Christ, and we perceived his glory, glory as of the only begotten of the Father. And so we, um, we, we somehow uh, want, want to be ready and re-schooled, retrained in this simple but an elemental reality of giving you uh, the glory that you deserve because of the glory that you have and uh and so we we uh we we welcome your instruction we don't we won't get this um naturally we got to be retrained in it so we welcome your your uh shaping of our lives to be uh increasingly loving you with all the glory you deserve amen Amen. Well, thank you so much, Steve. This has been fun. And uh, for more of Steve's resources, you can go to waymakers.org. There's a lot of great prayer resources. And I love uh, I love the passion and the hope that uh, Steve lives this out. And so you can see some articles there and prayer guides in different ways to just infuse your own spiritual life with greater hope. And, and that's, that's been the blessing of me getting to hang out with Steve. So uh, thanks for listening to Faith Activators podcast today, and have a great day. God bless you. Bye-bye.